This episode of the Disc Golf Podcast is brought to you by otbdiscs.com. At one point in time, if you listened to the show, you knew uh, about our little secret site to get awesome discs. Uh, it's not a secret anymore. It is a site where you can learn everything about the discs you're purchasing before you actually have them in your hands. Get disc weight, dominess, flatness, all kinds of ratings. Learn it before you get it in there and get your favorite disc at only the best discs. OTBDiscs.com. Use promo code DGPODCAST to get free shipping on your next order. What's up, disc golfers? Welcome to episode 190 of the Disc Golf Podcast. My name is Robin. Alongside me, my longtime friend, avid disc golfer, Joe. We need to point out that I'm virtually alongside you. Yes, yes, but that that's that's you know, ah, sign of the Listen, times. You we know also our listeners. We don't need people jumping in, being like, "I cannot believe y'all aren't taking social distancing seriously." What's wrong with you? So I want to appease Fair everyone. Enough. Good point. Good point. We also have virtually alongside us Ian Anderson of Central Coast Disc Golf. Welcome to the show. Thanks for having me on, as always. We are excited to have you, Ian, mostly because we had no idea what we were going to talk about if you didn't come on. So <laughs> hopefully you can provide all the content for this show. I'm, I'm providing yeah, content talk. literally right now. Like there's Safari is uploading right now. It should post any second. So I'm providing. I was watching some Safari earlier today. I was that was uh, it's always fun for me to watch Safari since I played that course so many times. But uh, it, it was great to see, and also players, you know, Proctor and whatnot, just players that I know. And it's Safari's great, man. That course is awesome. I, I love I, Golden I, I wish, Park, man. I wish that course would scale for a big time tournament. I know it doesn't really, just because it's so compact and it doesn't really show off the the big time arms of of our our modern pros well it's a public park too man it's so cool yeah you can't really like close it down to the public you kind of need to for the big tournaments these days except for memorial yeah (laughs) yeah old people (laughs) walking around everywhere (laughs) almost dying also i have to jump in robin you went straight into proctor and you skipped over our spirit disc golfer Jeff Face? Faze, and that hurt my feelings just well, a little bit. He, he's not in the round two coverage, to be fair. He's not. Yeah, that's yeah. what I was watching. So it's I it's was, Golden was, Gate. He's always there. Yeah, major. He's always there. That's true. Spoiler alert: I mean, He was there. <laughs> he's in the round three video. So you'll you'll see you'll see him. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think we knew that, but uh, you know, again, this is once again. Thank you, Ian, for giving us disc golf footage and our. Uh, deep time, time of, of need, need right now thanks man yeah so. <laughs> trying to trying to feed the masses when there's nothing coming out so i actually have like a decent little backlog to work through i got safari and then i have uh, this tournament from quarry park in england and then i have an iceland tournament i'm working through and then uh, peter's got starter pack challenge and another chance versus chumps to come out so there'll be footage while you know while no tournaments are happening for some, Thank some fresh stuff for you i i am uh i'm sure one of many i'm in the majority i'm so excited and anxious for starter pack challenge 
Yeah, I know. Me too. I, I want that see, so bad. I want to see I want it, that man. So bad. I'm about to drag it off Peter if he doesn't doesn't knock it out here in a second. Because <laughs> I want to get it done. <laughs> let's, yeah, let's just totally. blame it on others. It. Yeah. So, but for once, uh, you know, normally people are like, "Come on, why are you sitting on this footage?" Now we're like, "Okay, just just bleed it out, man. This could take a while." <laughs> I usually just, put out around yeah. a day. I'm like, I'm putting out like ten holes a day instead. You know, like there's no there's no hurry. <laughs> take no, your time, no. man. Maximize those views. Uh, Although, uh, speaking of views, man, I just had the the best month we've ever had at Central Coast Disc Golf, dude. It was crazy. That, Between you uh, know what, uh, I was I was just about to get into that part of it, which is that Joe and I said it in previous episodes, but we think that the Las Vegas Challenge uh, coverage that you did with Nate was quite possibly the best post produced coverage we've seen yet uh, for disc golf. So best commentary, one hundred percent. I appreciate that. Yeah, guys, man, like, it was. It was. I was really proud of what the team put together. Sean Charity did a big graphics upgrade for us, and then Peter knocked out the master edit and had that slow mo goodie. Had Nate on commentary. It was. It was the dream team. It was. It was fantastic, man. Yeah, it was. It was excellent, and it it really showed. And and I I think that it's important for for everyone to see that just kind of in general with with what happened in the off season with with Jomez kind of getting to to take their pick of of whatever, but to see that that really there's there's always opportunities for all these channels to improve and and put out an excellent product and i think that what stood out to me most was that you know we know that you're a great commentator you've done a lot and we know that nate can be paired with basically anybody and be good uh but it was a nice combination to see Nate not have to be the the lead dog and just kind of be comfortable and do his own thing while you kind of led the play by play and let him uh, give out his expertise on disc golf. So yeah. I think that was what really stood out. He, he made that comment to me. Actually, we, we sat down on the couch to do the first first round. He's like, oh, this is easy. I just got to do color. You don't have to, I don't have to lead it. This is fantastic. You know, totally. So, yeah. Well, and plus, like, I love the the fact that and I don't. I think people are are kind of misled. And they're like, "Oh, like Ian just knows everyone's bags, and he like knows what's in their hand when they're throwing it." <laughs> but I think more so, it shows like the connection you have with the disc golf scene that you can just reach out to players and say, "Hey, tell me what you threw," and, and they let you know. Like that's huge. Like if if Robin and I tried that shit, they'd be like, "Who the fuck are you?" Like, <laughs> no. Leave me alone. I mean, back in the day, my ignore rate was was higher than it is today for sure. So it's it's just definitely changed over time. I think they've also seen the value in it, right? Like I'm doing free advertising for their sponsor. Uh, you know, twenty times around, I'm calling out their disc name. That's that's. They'd be foolish not to tell me, right? <laughs> like Nico, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> he might not have seen the message. To be fair, I, I know he had a busy night. Okay, (laughs) which is which is actually kind of funny. I I was staying literally next door to him. I probably should have just gone over and knocked on the door, but I was busy editing. Well, crazy because I feel like his bag is what people wanted to know the most. Yeah, you know, you're not wrong about that. Like trying to figure it out. So, like, Mm -hmm. I know we saw in our in our Slack channel, and I was just hearing people being like. Nico, why can't we know what you're throwing? <laughs> yeah, I was. Yeah. See, here, here's the problem, Ian. What you should have done is posted a comment about how trash Nico is. He would have seen it immediately and responded. 
Like, Nico, your bag is absolute trash. I can't believe what you threw on this hole. And he'd be like, what are you talking about? I threw this disc, and it was the best disc I could. That's what you should have done. He would have seen it immediately, and you would have gotten a response. You got to light the fire, man. Then you could have made it good and explained why you did it, and he would have understood. I think it was also kind of glaringly obvious because all the other three guys, you know, I knew every single one. So it was... But yeah, I asked him the next day. He, he told me what it was the next day when he came. He came over to hang out while we edited the next night, <laughs> but it w- wasn't exactly useful anymore. Yeah. yeah. Oh, so, it, how does that process go? Do you, do you ask them after the round? You say, "Hey, this whole what did you do?" Or do you try and collect it during the round from your your guys on camera, or is it really just easiest to text them, hit them up through social media, and and get it afterwards? I found the best success rate is if I kind of prime the pump during the, the round and be like, hey, I'm going to hit you up later for that disc info. Is that cool? You know, and they'll be like, yeah, for sure, man. And, yeah. then, and then I'll actually send the message later. And so they're, they're kind of like waiting. You know, they're aware the message is coming and they, they look out for it. And then they, they, they hook it up usually. Well, it makes sense. Like I know most people, uh, I mean, especially you, Ian, because you play Morley so damn often. Like I know what I like. I can think about a round that I threw it like. Mm-hmm. yesterday or early in the day and tell you what I threw off the tee on every hole. Like that's not memory that fades. Like that's something you for sure know. Um, or it's easy to like recall, just run through your mind, like hole one. Oh yeah. Off the tee, the wind was like this. So I threw this blah, blah, yeah, blah. Yeah. Uh, and, and I'm the worst at like remembering the order of holes and everything too, but that's something I can remember. So I figure, you know, the majority of the world can. Yeah, that's what I figured too. I was like, I can, I can remember. I'm sure these guys remember their discs. I'm like, I remember one year at Masters Cup, I actually hit up Paul like the night before the round because I knew he he's so meticulous. I was like, just what are you gonna throw in every hole? So I have it for commentary that night, so I don't have to bug you the after the round. <laughs> and uh, he, he said it to you the day before, and then I I think I asked him if he threw anything different. He's like, nope, that was it, and <laughs> it all worked out. Oh, that's incredible. Yeah. No, it's so funny. Like. I, I probably couldn't Boom. tell you what I had for lunch yesterday, but if I played a disc golf round a week ago, I could probably piece together every single throw and, and tell you what I threw and, and mm-hmm. all the mistakes I made and all that sort of stuff. But it's amazing how your mind prioritizes that stuff. And especially for someone like Paul, like I, I, I'm not shocked in the least that he would plan out his round to that degree and throw exactly what he said he was going to. Yes. Yeah. That's, that's part of why he he's uh he is who he is. So, yep. Yeah. Exactly. But, yeah, man. Um, so, 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 random. You got question, something, Joe? Man. Go. Hit me. Have you uh, taken the radar gun on yourself? I have. I've, d- I've done one at the Dodger Stadium Day, and I can get like high 50s, low, really low 60s. About, although. My form has gotten slightly better. It's still crappy, but I think it's a little better. I'm I'm probably hitting like 61. I'm guessing right now, based on how far my discs are going. You know, so that, that that's that's my guess. Oh, that's yeah. Awesome. Radar guns hurt. Radar guns hurt. I can remember at uh, at Joe. Do you remember our senior night? They had a radar gun, a pitching uh station. Uh, For sure. And I remember oh, yeah. doing 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 a full like probably 25 foot run up to throw a pitch and hit like 64 miles an hour or something like that. Yep. And it was like, Oh God, that's, that's, that's not even like a, like a high school freaking curveball. That That is bad. <laughs> it's brutal, man. <laughs> that's where my fastball is too. It's, it's in the sixties. <laughs> it's like, it was like 64 maybe. It's so embarrassing. 
Yeah. <laughs> I was like, oh okay. my god. Well, I'm like, so wait. I'm, so I, I still am very embarrassed. But I had like, uh, in my mind, I was like, oh, I can throw, like, because I can throw a football pretty well. Like, I was like, mm-hmm. and I reared back and did the same thing as Robin, and I think I hit like. 75 and it was very uh disheartening hey that's legit 75 is a legit ball (laughs) i'd be i'd be impressed man barry zito made a hundred fucking like 20 million dollars with a 75 mile an hour ball so (laughs) but he had a dirty curve and he could hit spots i was just throwing all out of sorts like there was no accuracy whatsoever on that throw Uh, love it (laughs) have you guys have you guys radared your disc throws yet no. no, no. Well, next time you come all. down we to Morley, we'll I'll, I'll bring out the the gun and we'll we'll rock out some throws for you. Ugh, I'm a, I'm ready for for 59 miles an hour. Yeah. Let's go, <laughs> dude. Did, oh, did you hit an ace, Joe? Did I hear hear that? No. Slack. No. No, no, no. I was with a friend who hit an ace, and I posted that he hit an ace, and everyone thought it was me. <laughs> That's like, what no, that was. No, I, no, saw no, this, no. I saw this big explosion in Slack, and I was like, oh, Joe was hit an ace. I didn't like look close enough. Sorry. Sorry to rub, no, rub that Luke, in. Uh, Triple O, who actually does the outro music for uh, the yep. podcast, hit an Still insane no ace while visiting Northern California. Oh, really? Oh, cool. He hit, like, it was actually – yeah, keep going, Joe. Tell him. It, it, it was it was probably like the least hit ace on the course. We played Skyline. Oh wow! And it was super blind through tons of trees and branches. Like had he not hit chains, he would have blown past the basket seventy feet down into like a creek. Wow! But it just and like I don't think it even hit chains. Like it hit like right through the cage to the pole at the bottom of the basket like we just heard a thunk and i thought he hit a tree and as we walked up we just saw the disc in the basket sick i love it yeah Yeah. and there legitimately there are like four trees in the bullseye in front of the basket they just went through them it just I wasn't there but like i played the hole many times and i'm really honestly happy to get a three on on that hole most of the time in that position and they were saying on uh facebook that no one knows of a of an ace on that position is it is it is it in coverage have i have we filmed that hole i don't know if that one is maybe i'll have to look back i'll let you know i'll let you know through slack i have to look and see if that um i want to go see this hole it was it was one two that i threw on my drive i threw like a like the best shot i'd ever thrown and i was like 15 feet out and he hit the ace, and I missed my putt. Oh. To give him the to give him the lead for the round. At that really? Point. Oh man! Did you? Did I mean, you I won the, the, round, the ultimate but... big okay, putt. Good. All right, good. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. Well, I, won, I won the round. What hole is it? Uh, hole thirteen. Yeah. Hole thirteen. Right. Yeah. All right. Hole thirteen. So typically, 13. it's it's kind of in a more center open position. Um, that can I you can either throw up the gut or you can throw over the top with a big hyzer. Um, and and not big i mean skyline's not kind of kind of similar to to uh golden gate and some of our other northern california courses up here not full bomber courses but but you know takes a a little bit of power to get to some of the holes but yeah it's it's a very very guarded position it's pretty yeah he threw like a pretty tough to get there turnover and it hooked up and went to the basket dang yeah too too cool so gross so congrats luke 
So yeah, yeah. He's actually, and this is the guy that does our. I don't know if you've heard at the end of our podcast the uh, the fucker gently uh, um, parody that that plays out the end of our show. But he's the yeah. one that that recorded that. So oh, nice, cool. Um, yeah. So good times. Thanks, Luke. We love you very much. What a, what a, so what a legend. And I've seen Rob, I've I've seen Robin ace before, and Luke, hands down, your ace was a million times better than Robin's. Whoa, I mean that. I I I don't really know what to say there because like it, my ace is were a million times better than yours. That didn't ever happen. So I, I you guess, can't be a million like, times better than zero. <laughs> Robin, do you have one? He has two. 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 Okay. Whatever, Ian, you stay out of this. We don't need your tally marks here. Shit. We, co- we covered this last time. Uh, Ian's ace history is extensive, and uh, yeah, have it, did um, I, I did it break we, my my five year ace drought? But last time we talked, I think I think I had already broken. I, it, right? I think so. Yeah, yeah, yeah I think right. you did in a tournament the last. That's time. That's right. Yeah, that that was that was yeah. my last one. All right. We can, we can let, we can you did your in the bag with us, and basically every th- thirty seconds was like, "Oh, hey, Joe! By the way, look <laughs> at the right. signatures on that's the right. back of this disc." <laughs> accurate, accurate. Well, and my favorite story, and I'll go back to it again, and I do it I, probably every time Ian comes on. But maybe we have new listeners. Is like I came down, played Morley with you first time I met you, uh, and I had talked about like not getting an ace, and I'm like, "Oh, I've hit the basket, I've hit like the pole, I've hit everything," and Ian's just like. I don't think I've ever done that. I think it's just always been an ace. <laughs> I think every time it looks like it's going to go in, it just goes in. That's so weird that you chain out and whatnot. I think I've jinxed- I didn't know that was possible. I think I jinxed myself with that statement. I, I just hit basket on, on 18 a couple weeks ago. Yep. 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 Did. I did. <laughs> uh. I've definitely had a good mix. I've had ones that got every single chain and didn't stay. I've hit baskets. I've had them stay. So, yeah, got a good mix. I seem to play well, more. Like you've been playing with with our our buddy Kyle, our Slack buddy. Yeah, man. And it sounds like he's crushed like a handful of aces Dude. already. So he hit seventeen twice in like two weeks. Which it, do you do you remember seventeen, Joe? It's like this crazy wooded hole. It's like, it's only like maybe two hundred yes. feet, but it's incredible. I don't I throw a forehand roller, but he threw a forehand germ bird, skipped skipped it in twice. <laughs> Unbelievable, Dude, dude's a legend. Yeah, there's like just there's like one really narrow path that you can throw like the forehand. Yeah, through it's like three feet sure. wide, and yeah, did it twice, and I, I think it was like it was like a week or two apart. He's crazy with aces. That's how it works, though. Yep. Zach, you know, like I feel like there's a lot of times I get on the exact opposite end of that where I throw the exact same shot weeks in a row on a hole, but it just isn't a good shot. <laughs> but I just like <laughs> getting that <laughs> that mental. <laughs> so uh, Kyle's just you know managed to get in the right groove of that muscle memory and throw uh, a perfect shot twice yeah. rather than throwing the shitty shot like four times in a row before I decide to like try to break the cycle by throwing a thumber or something crazy like that to just get it out of my memory. For sure. I, I miss my, my Morley homies. It's been a, been a minute since we got around in. So we'll see. I've been, I've been well, thinking about drag, dragging over, a basket to a park or something. There you go. Well, when we get through this, um, so my wife and I were planning to go to Austin 
like right when this all got crazy. So vacation got canceled, everything. I am owed a good chunk of vacation time from work. <laughs> so maybe maybe San Diego will be our backup once we uh, get through it all. Yeah, for sure, man. That'd, that'd be great. We'll, we'll sneak it a bunch of Well, Ian, I'd, I'd be remiss if I didn't ask you, because I don't know that I've seen it anywhere. I'm sure you've addressed it on Reddit here and there. But uh, ha- what are your thoughts on uh, Brody Smith's entry into the professional disc golf world? Just in general first, I, and I'll ask you specifics going forward. I, I think it's awesome, man. <laughs> I mean, you're bringing like a, a you know, basically minor celebrity in a disc golf. It's got a huge following. He's, you see that graph the other day? I don't know. Somebody posted on the UDisc, I, I think, of like social yeah. media following by, by person, and Brody just like dwarfs us all, you know? <laughs> yeah. So, like, you could add oh, up like, not only sure, the yeah. notable, like, not only the notable, important, disc golf social media accounts but probably all the rest of them too let's not you know Mm -hmm. let's not (laughs) yeah (laughs) bloat ourselves here but i mean it's a huge presence obviously but that's that is crazy that every single disc golf celebrity celebrity in quotes uh is it still doesn't compare to to his reach so yeah not even close like he has to i I loaned him some drone footage for his wintertime open video or you know the oak grove video and uh, he's like, I'll give you a shout out. You know, he gave me a shout out in the video and got like a thousand subscribers the next day. Like, <laughs> pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. He we had him on the podcast. Oh, yeah. Go ahead, Rob. And yeah, it was, it was, it was, yeah, pretty much similar, similar bump. It, it n- notable, significant bump in, in, uh, subscribers and, and, uh, plays and, and reviews and all that. Awesome, right man. That's great. So, <clears throat> Not to mention, you know, the Twitter followers and stuff like that, which we don't particularly foster very much. Like neither Joe or I are, are really uh, yeah. active social media hounds, but um, you know, it's it was still there. And and on on top of that, to give him credit, I mean, he was he was very forthright on the podcast with us, and and was a good listen. And and uh, I think that the. The people that don't like him, they weren't going to change their mind by listening to him, and and still aren't. But I, I think he still brings a, a huge, a huge following to disc golf, and I think that a lot of people have embraced it. So yeah, I I understand why people don't don't like his personality, and and that I accept it if they don't want to change their mind. But it's still still there, and it's it's still very intriguing, and he's and given us content the all the time. Yeah, yeah, I met him um, at Wintertime Open. Yeah. Dude, that dude is huge, by the way. Yeah, he's like 6'5". He's and like so tall, man. Yoked, man. Yeah, he is. Yeah. He's a large individual. So I don't want to pander is- too much, but I will say uh, we did get a good bump from him coming on the show, but I think the biggest bump we had was when you, Ian, first came on our show that first time. That gave us a great bump to and like a lot of sustained subscribers from that. So thank you. Oh, that's fun, man. That's very cool. Love hearing that. We'll we'll, we'll give it the, a social media bump this time and see if we can make it happen again. We're always in. So it. did, uh, so did you see any of the the Facebook drama that that went down with Jamie Thomas and <laughs> and uh, his comment he made like freaking four months ago yeah. about <laughs> in November about Brody that that someone screenshotted and then tweeted at Brody who he then retweeted out to everyone and. 
and uh, called Jamie out on it. That was that was pretty funny drama, man. <laughs> but it got a lot of people like interested in disc golf, probably you know. Some I'm sure some of Brody's sure followers did. got all interested and in, in watched some of the coverage of who Jamie was after he you know talked the crap or whatever. <laughs> oh, a ton! I was on that live coverage uh, watching when they put the second round on YouTube and comments came back. Uh huh. There was so many people that are like, "I'm here for Brody," <laughs> and so many people just talking shit about Jamie. Um. So cool. like, get him off this! Like, tell Disc Golf Network, I want my money back unless they get rid of Jamie. Like, it was like, it was pretty silly. But there were like a ton of people that came to watch Brody. Not realizing that he wasn't on the second round coverage, oh, so I'm just no. like, "Where's Brody? How's he doing?" And it's like, "Check you disc, right?" And it yeah. just turned into yeah. that whole like, "All right, how many messages are going to go by until someone pops up and is like, what's Brody's score? How's Brody doing?'" That's funny, man. Yeah, well, and uh, you know. That that was unfortunate because the way things went down with the rest of the tournament and then the coronavirus shortening that tournament, like that was a huge wave of publicity that the Disc yeah. Golf Pro Tour was just surfing on. And then all of a sudden this comes to a huge halt. I mean, that, honestly, it, you know, there's no way to change what's happening in the world. And there's no way anybody could expect this. But the way that was going... This could have been, and it already was. They said, uh, Jeff Spring said in his interview that they had 4,000 concurrent, concurrent viewers in the live, uh-huh. and they had 6,500 subscribers. Wow. So, to to that Disc Golf Network. Mm-hmm. So, um, and that was either, you know, the 65 bucks for the year or the, you know, eight bucks a month or whatever it is uh, for that. So, the fact that they had 6,000 plus subscribers and 4,000 people watching at the same time. I mean, this was, this was set up to be kind of huge for the disc golf pro tour and the disc golf network. And unfortunately, like many things in our world, not just disc golf, that it's all been brought to a halt, Yeah, but it's, it's, it is, I mean, a pretty well executed marketing plan, regardless of, of, where you think this stuff came from. Yeah. Brody actually went on Jamie Thomas's podcast this week and I listened to part of it just because, uh, you know, I had to, sure. um, but, uh, he actually just opened right. Jamie opened right up and apologized to him and they went on with their thing and, and it was fine. Yeah. And you know, I, I, I fully expected that even when we were talking about, we're like, Oh, you know, Jamie has probably already talked to Brody about this and it's probably fine. Yeah. Like anybody that's a professional in the media world it, it, that sees something online is like, oh, okay, you know, let's, you know, let's get our, let's, let's get our mileage out of this and let's put it behind us and, and let's go. So. Yeah. Jamie's a good dude. Know. Jamie's a good dude overall. He just kind of put oh, his foot sure. in his mouth there back a little bit, but uh, I'm, I'm, <laughs> things like everything's fine now. I don't think there's there's ever a time that Jamie expected someone to screenshot his Facebook post. And I think that's how a lot of people feel about Facebook. Probably the reason yeah. why Joe and I don't really Facebook much. I know, same <laughs> here, man. Like I, I wanna post like I wanna post my random thoughts and I'm like, God, I don't wanna deal with people complaining and then like I don't wanna piss off people that like watch you know, watch Decentricals disc golf and it's like uh, just don't oh, you know yeah. like, well ugh. for me it's like 
my day job, I'm like, I don't want to deal with that because oh, where God, we yeah. live, Sonoma is a tiny, tiny little community. So everyone knows everyone. So I'm like, I'm keeping all of my everything out of this. Yep. I don't need to put any political thoughts, views, anything. Right. It's all yeah. going to be bad. I post the, just the tamest, most innocuous things ever. <laughs> well, whatever. Is what it is. Yeah. Joe had this fantastic page that was all four loco reviews and he had to take it down because he just uh, he works in a sensitive area with the community and it, it just wasn't going to work out but it was probably the best page i've ever seen in my life just That's, like really that, that happened fantastic. no not at all um, <laughs> i could totally buy that though. there was a point in time that had we had <laughs> it. like together uh when we lived together in chico we definitely would have put together a 40 review page I'm surprised we didn't. We kind of had our internal in our house, like what 40s were the best 40s. Um, what it's about? A good thing we didn't do that. What about Buzz Balls? Yeah. Weren't you guys drinking those for a while? Was that you guys? Oh, I'll tell you right now. Let me <laughs> let me uh, run it down for you. Number one is Tequila Rita. Uh, two, if you have to, you can go Cran Blaster. That's number two. You can do a Chalk Tease maybe if there's nothing else, and then everything else you pretty much don't want. What was that third one? Have. Don't worry about it. Chalk teas? <laughs> yeah. That doesn't sound like a real flavor, man. Is it chocolate chocolate teas? What is yeah, it? Yeah, it's like a chocolate. It's kind of like, like a black Russian. It's it's yeah. pretty much like a like a black Russian style, yeah. okay. style thing. That's, so. That sounds gummy. Yeah, yeah, you don't I want mean, it. Oh, the apple one I guess you can do too. I don't know what it's called. It's not very good, but. Is it like. Really, Tequila Rita is the one you go with. Like that's number one. Mm-hmm. And then the cranberry one. And then aside from that, like. You don't really want to mess with any of them. How many flavors we are there? We should note that... Oh, God. I think there's like 15 or so. There's a lot. Yeah. But um, we should note that by by good, we mean drink it as fast as you possibly can and try not to taste it. Well, it's as cold as possible. That's, yeah. So you really got to gotta treat it like, like a, a big shot. It's not a... It's not, well, I, it's so not good. we've always said that people who <laughs> sip buzz balls... <clears throat> Robin um, <laughs> are like sociopaths or like serial killers because it's something you just need to pound. Uh, but that also is something we've said, and I think we told you about it when you did your in the bag. We've also said that about people who putt with premium plastic putters. I mean, that's an accurate take. So, you know. So, <laughs> so I played a couple rounds before everything got shut down, uh, and I did a couple three disc rounds at our our shortest course near us. And uh, brought a premium plastic judge with me so I could throw off the team. Mm-hmm. And I was 89% C1X. Get it, girl. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> with a premium plastic putter. Dude. So I, I, I posted in Slack. I was like, I guess I need to start sipping buzz balls. Yeah, man. <laughs> I'm going towards the dark I side. T- the thing with premium plastic putters is they don't change, though. Right? You know, like. You get those DX putters, and they like their flight changes over time. So you got to adjust your putt. Like my, I've had the oh, same no, putter just, for like eight years. It hasn't changed at all, right? You know, they do change. That's why I like put a new fresh putter in like once yeah. every like four to six weeks. Yeah, that's garbage, man. You can't be doing that. That's you get, get yeah. you got well, a premium up, bro. And now that we're quarantined and we may not have access to fresh plastic for the rest of our lives, you may have to do that just for self-preservation. Like I'm getting ready mm-hmm. too. I might have to start putting with, with, uh, with my Z Roach just, just because. Like I, I mean, worst case scenario, I can- Robin, you could move back to McPro Aviars. You have. 
50 of them. They're probably all crack. Well, I mean, it's it's like it's it's probably 47. But yeah, you, I, I get your point. Do you really have that many? Can you tilt your camera to show him your? Oh my god! What, what run are they? All of them. Run all the uh, All of them. All of them. Mm. I think he has pretty anywhere much from like four to six of every run that's I, come out. I have a couple of most of them. Some of them I even I even masked the stamp because I didn't like it. Uh-huh. So I, I took out all huh. the rest of it and, and wow. But yeah, um, I just I just kind of once once Paul left, I was like, oh man, I don't want to I don't want to chase these anymore because I I just like Joe was just saying. Oh right, uh, sure. With with a you know brand new putters and and whatnot, I don't like the feel of a chunked up one, and and they do change pretty quickly. So I I like to have a reasonably fresh putter in there. So I started hunting at that point for what I was going to change to, and I've at this point settled on roaches. And, well, and the, um, the last run of McPros, the Galaxy ones were trash. Galactic. Oh yeah, yeah. Galactic. Sorry. That's funny. it's funny you mentioned Jeff. Yeah, those... That's the only putter I've ever cheated on my ion with, like over the years. I I, I, fl- I like had a little a brief brief fling with it, and then it started to get flippy on me for putting. I was like, "This is lame." With, with what? A judge. It was like a, a classic, oh. a classic blend judge. It was prime judges for life. Prime judges. It was it was fine until it until it got broken, and then it was like, "Oh, this is lame." And then I switched well, back. See, switched back to my ion. Let it get broken. Yeah. Like as soon as it feels like it's got like a a tore up like the edge of the rim. Mm-hmm. Like as as soon as the majority of the the bead gets scuffed, uh-huh. I put a new one in. It's very Sonoma of you, Joe. <laughs> I do what I can. You know, I got to represent. I think Joe said something, but I couldn't hear him. Could you, Robin? I, I, no, I think I think we lost Joe for a second. Oh, there, he's back. But that's okay. Oh, <laughs> I was. I am very Sonoma. I'm okay with it. <laughs> schnobble, schnobble. Three or four putts, new putter. <laughs> I mean, if they all go in the basket, I can keep the putter forever. But they don't all go in the basket. So. No, I wish they did. We, we have gotta, rocks we gotta... up here, you know, man. It's it's hard, you know. We may live in this, you know, swaggy wine country, but we have these huge, angry rocks on our courses that are right around the tee that our discs have to hit into. And really? Okay. Then they roll down a freaking hill and hit more rocks. And like and outside then, uh, of Golden Gate Park, Ian, where have you played in Northern California? Um, like hardly anywhere, honestly. That's I've, what I was thinking. I played like Day Law. I played, you know, like I played the Little Bay Area courses a lot. Um, but yeah, not much outside of, outside of Golden Gate Park, man. Yeah. Kind of bad. Well, you got to make it up here. We got cool I do. like Taylor mountain. Our, our home course has gotten way better since it opened. We've got nice tee pads. It's a, it's, it's a pretty rad course. Like the more I go and play other courses and come back home, I'm, I'm pretty stoked on, on what we have here. Cool. No, yeah, they look, they look amazing. I've seen, you know, Ben filmed a bunch of them for, for uh, Central Coast, so. I've seen a lot of them. They look awesome, and I, I want to go up to Brook Trails eventually. So, well, mm-hmm. maybe I'll have to fly up there and we'll do a trip. It would be amazing. Brook Trails is, is pretty sweet. Too. Word. Yeah, Joe, are you moving something on your countertop or something like that? Sorry, I don't. I don't mean to interrupt the Why? pod, but I'm getting a ton of interference on my end. No, I'm hearing that too, like a like a rumbling or something. Yeah, yeah. 
Is it me? I don't think so. It almost sounds like a, a cat purring almost, but... Oh, that's Daisy. <laughs> Sorry. Daisy. <laughs> oh. <laughs> <laughs> so I guess we can leave this in. <laughs> oh, we for sure I was about to this in. I was about to call it the timestamp <laughs> so that we could... <laughs> That's I mean, it's probably just the your your computer microphones. Is yeah, probably yeah. Not on the actual. It won't be that bad on this. I, I've had her actually snore before next to me in commentary, and the guy after after the commentary is like, "Dude, is that gonna pick up your talk?" She started really going after it on hole seventeen or whatever. Dang. Well, y'all aren't gonna hear it on the pod, but I'll let you know. Uh, Ian's dog has quite the snore. Robin thought my computer was breaking. But well, we're all good. To, to be <laughs> to be fair, Joe's using a, a, a desktop uh USB mic. So I thought like maybe he was moving something on the desk and like didn't realize or you know, mics are sensitive. No, dude, I'm no, not messing with things. shit. I already know how bad my setup is. Like everything has to stay perfect. Earlier, Rob and I were doing our uh, pre show and like I bumped my mic and then it just then Skype decided to use that as the main mic and uh my audacity stopped recording. Oh man! And so, I have I have headphones not- I have headphones in too, so I couldn't even hear her snoring. Only <laughs> 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 figured out what's looking next to me. That's yeah. a good time. She's really cute in her defense, oh. but yeah, she likes oh, to I'm snore. Sure. Yeah. I'm very happy that that happened though, because I just looked at audacity and I'm still recording just fine. Oh, nice, nice. Yeah, please, please make sure that stays up. <laughs> I have I have a two. Do- I have a brother and sister. They're two. They're half poodle, quarter Maltese, quarter Yorkie, and and the Yorkie one snores. And the poodle one does not snore at all. It's interesting. Oh yeah. Oh yeah, I've met your dogs. For sure. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. That's part of your your Morley crew is also the 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 puppy crew. Absolutely, the squ- squirrel hunting. <laughs> oh yeah. Still haven't got one, but they're trying. <laughs> all right. Just like me and Aces. <laughs> you know, not wrong. I guess it's time we we got back to disc golf, right, guys? Yeah. Oh, all right. So uh, another another question regarding the the disc golf pro tour and and where it was headed. Um, it it seems like they've done a really excellent job this year of rolling out the live footage. I don't know if you've seen any of it so far, or how much you've watched, but um, particularly in in Waco. Uh, they did an, a pretty excellent job of switching between multiple cards towards the towards the end, and I don't know if that was a result of the reduced spectators because this was the second round um, that had no spectators, but they were able to really switch pretty seamlessly back and forth from three cards, both the FPO one card, um, the chase card, which ended up uh, resulting in the champion, and then the lead card. And I don't know if you saw any of that or, or whether um, you have any insights on on what it took for them to do that. And and I, it, it was kind of impressive to see. And I'm really sad that they were now kind of halted as usual. But um, do you think that we're getting to a point where the the live footage might start to supersede some of the post-produced? Or, or where do you see that going? I don't know, man. I always wonder if, like, will it ever you know, do, like, do people just have that much time in their in their day where that they want to watch, you know, four hours of disc golf, or do they prefer the condensed stuff? I don't have that time. <laughs> you know, I and I don't have that time. So like, I, I watched 
maybe an hour's worth of memorial and it was great you know jvd was doing a great job mo barani is shooting a cam my my buddy mo who worked for us all last year so they got some experienced camera guys this year you know the crew's got more experience they're not it's it's a much better planned and efforted uh, production this year so i'm I'm not surprised knowing who they hired and who they have and you know I, I was not surprised by the product. And also I heard they, were, they have the GK pro, the guys, are those guys doing chase card, whoever's doing chase card. Uh, they have, you know, the wireless that was like part of the deal. If you want to film chase card, we want to put our live, uh, you know, units on your cameras. So they'll be doing that w- with us later in the year. And then they're also doing it with the, F- the GK pro that is doing FPO. So they did it with them as well. Yeah. So that's how they're, that's how they're able to get so much coverage is it's, it's kind of piggybacking onto the post-produced crews, which is a great, yeah. great smart plan. Super smart, yeah. Yeah. I always mix those two up because we have GK Productions and then we have Gatekeeper Media. Oh, I, like, I know. How much <laughs> more confusing could that possibly get? I know. And every, I honestly... And everyone has to have pro in their name too because Jomas did it. Like, <laughs> I know. I know. And they're honestly not well branded either because even when you see their YouTube videos, when you see them come up on in YouTube, it's they chose like... Uh, you know, generic Las Vegas backgrounds or yeah. like other things that's like it. I can't tell what I was looking at. So I, I hope that these guys come up with ways to differentiate themselves as a brand going forward, just so that I can like one have some clarity on the podcast. It's when you watch so much disc golf media, it's difficult to to really get those going. But, yeah, especially if like if you um, Google gatekeeper, like you're not gonna find that's not the first thing that's popping up. No, is, you're is not disc no, golf totally. video. But I mean you can Google Jones no. Pro or you can Google Central Ghost Disc Golf or CCDG and we pop right up. So it's nice to have like, yeah. some somewhat unique name. Well yeah. Rob and I are uh, gonna you, move to Fresno and we're gonna start our own uh, disc golf production company. We're gonna be called uh, Central California Disc Golf. <laughs> it's gonna be great. Nice. Nice <laughs> We, we would never we'll, we'll do, do Fresno. Fres- not that there's anything wrong with that. Anybody in Fresno. <laughs> wow, Joe. I'm, I'm not you just insulted it, Ian nope. and Fresno. Ooh, wow. Fres, yes. I, one of my best buddies is actually from Clovis, <laughs> which is uh, right by Fresno. I went, I went there one time. My yeah. mother-in-law My mother-in-law is from Clovis. I've got oh. a lot of my wife's families in Clovis. Oh, nice. I went float down the King's River. Got, oh, there you go. Yeah, with a bunch of beer. We had it. Well, yeah, if you float down a river, we all know what's happening. So we had like fifteen mini rafts. We had, we had their own personal raft, and there was like two dudes in a canoe that had a keg. And if you like ran out of beer, they'd paddle over and fill up your your cup. It was, it was a very Fresno <laughs> awesome exp- experience. It was a great experience, man. <laughs> I'm great. into that. Yeah. I can't even imagine Joe and I with a with a video production company. It would it would it, it would probably just be a page forever, and be like coming soon. <laughs> Video right. definitely next year under construction it's for sure. It's gonna happen. It's for sure gonna happen. I swear, guys, uh, we're gonna get some footage. And uh, oh, you know, corrupted file card. I we really tried. It's not gonna. As soon as we get some guys to film stuff for us, because we don't know what the hell we're doing, uh, we will then do commentary on it. Get it out to y'all. One of these days, we'll, we we'll have to do commentary. Some... <laughs> We we recorded some awesome oh, yeah. footage. Uh, unfortunately, Joe tried to open a beer with the SD card, and it, uh, the beer opened. Uh, the SD card, Dude, it's, did pl- not it's plastic, That's a man. Win. It's plastic. That's a win. <laughs> no. There was numerous other things within reach that would have worked so great, I. but 
I think my favorite is a is a deodorant stick. Is one of the most <laughs> random things I've opened open a beer with. Like, lighters work great. They, uh, lighters work amazing. Like, yeah. Oh, lighters. That's almost, yes. That's almost like cheating. Yeah. Also, well, I, I, I don't. Have, not really a smoker, so. Yeah. Just it, it's not yeah, often that I have, I have like a lighter in my pocket. I have a permanently filed down uh, canine tooth from uh, rocking the rocking the tooth open. Wow. Far too many times. Wow, I've, I've never done that one. Yeah, that's that's well, not something it, I've ever attempted. Times, really? Wow. Yeah. <laughs> Didn't you used do? to do the? <laughs> wasn't there forehead opens that I that I used to see back in the day too? The, the twist with, uh, twist offs with with twist offs. I oh, feel yeah, like I, I feel like I've seen like Joe on the on the forearm twist offs, all that stuff for sure. The oh, forearm's one off. thing. The eye socket? Oh, God. Wow. <laughs> that sounds uncomfortable. Yeah. <laughs> and, like, a lot of can crushing. <laughs> that, was, that was a different Joe, to be honest. That was, a, that was first year college Joe. That, that, <laughs> that gentleman died a long while ago. Aww. Yeah, he definitely didn't drink a Four loco earlier today at all. That's, that didn't happen, for sure. I didn't crush the can on my head, Robin. <laughs> oh, I'm evolving. Good. Very good. <laughs> all right, Ian. So, at this point, best case scenario, disc golf has four NTs, right? So in in theory, we get back in the groove sometime in in late May, um, and the disc golf pro tour starts back up. How how do we look at this season? What what lens do we look at it through? And 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 uh, is that even realistic? Should is what do you think about how this is going so far? Not take apart the the speculation on when it starts. Just assume we get a few more majors and and what happens and and does it mean anything if if paul doesn't repeat or if some random person wins like like hmm. we see with uh like we saw with waco for instance i i think that most people watching disc golf would think that colton montgomery had an incredible final round and and got a win yeah but i think most astute Disc golf fans think that Paul Macbeth would have hunted him down in in a third round and and taken the win. That's that's a good point. Yeah, and and so we're gonna have we're that's what we're gonna have in disc golf this year. We're gonna have a shortened overall season. We're losing a lot of really huge tournaments. And uh, how do you see that going? Do you think that you know Paul's got an injury? Do you think that maybe he kind of calls it quits, a la Chris Sale, and 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 has surgery on his foot or I don't know, man. I didn't. I just, did he already have like a procedure? I'm, I'm, I'm so confused by the whole his whole ankle situation. Um, same, same. Yeah. So I'm, I'm really curious what I he'll wish do. I had I'm, an answer. I'm sure he'll come back and play Worlds, though. You know, so if if Worlds happens, gosh, you know, because Worlds is early yeah, this year, right? So it's actually Worlds is in more June, in, right? Yeah, it's more in jeopardy than than you would it would normally be, right? But, I, I, I think, would think so. I mean, there's a there's a chance that Worlds could be the you know, one of the first tournaments coming back from all this. If <laughs> yeah. Shit like, continues to be weird. Yeah. But I don't think I it diminishes know. worlds at all, know. though. Like, I mean, because it's, it's just like a singular tournament. It's like a season long endeavor. So, you know, I think it, it might hurt like the Pro Tour and the NT like a little bit. But I don't know. I think they'll still be OK. It'll just yeah. I, think yeah. we'll, I think we'll kind of just pick up right where we left off. 
you know, people will still be interested in disc golf. We might have lost some of the Brody dudes, um, but hopefully they'll come back when, when he does as yeah, well. Yeah, hopefully. Totally. So I think, just going back to Paul real quick, I believe um, our our producer, Karen, let us know, uh, he has micro fractures in his foot. Oh. So if he puts too much stress on it, it can become stress fractures. So he needs to, like, oh. give it enough rest and everything to let it, like, heal up slowly. Well, this should help That's with that. I've got it. Yeah. yeah, so it should be in, in great shape by worlds, right? Right. Yeah, you'd think getting extra rest on on stress fractures would would make a huge difference. So yeah, sure. Hopefully, hopefully that's the case. It's still just a, a weird scenario. The other thing we talked about this a little bit last week, but uh, you know, there's a lot of tournaments that have upfront costs that they have to incur fairly soon to to mm-hmm. remain in place, and especially like you know we've talked to you in the past about like day law, obviously the master's cup at this point has been canceled, but how much money they have to spend for that golf course, um, to, to rent it for that, that final round of, of the master's cup. And then is worlds in the same position, just pure speculation, but that's oh, right. all on golf courses too. Right. Yeah. That's so, like, Utah, Utah's free. You didn't, but it it's, is? it's on one. No, I'm just joking. Oh. <laughs> it's on one golf course. I think the other, yeah. the other one isn't a golf course, right? The fort, right? I think the fort is just a disc golf course. I can't, yeah, I you're can, right. Could yeah. be wrong though. But yeah. No, so, I think you're right. So, yeah. but yeah, they have to... if you think about it, like ball golf courses aren't getting business right now either. Oh yeah, actually. So it's 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 like that's that'll might open up just the same way. Oh huh. I just looked while we were talking. SF Open has not been canceled yet. So that's at this point, which is end of May, is is still prime to possibly happen, and that might be a big a big part of uh, Sean Mercy, who's now the president of the San Francisco Disc Golf Club, making the decision to pull baskets, and he's been very staunch uh, on Facebook, letting people know like, don't play disc golf, mm-hmm. it's a big deal, get out, you know, flatten that curve, like that is is aside from just safety for everyone which i think is his number one piece but i'm sure in the back of his head he's like give us a chance to still have our tournament too yeah i wonder yeah that's a good point and i mean maybe to that point this you know you saying that the disc golf uh, golf courses are a lot of them are closed just in general i know the the local clubs around us here in in northern california are maybe it's a, a a negotiating point for for these disc golf clubs being like look you know when you open back up we're gonna bring people here Maybe you want to cut us a deal on that on that uh, on that rental fee for the for those two days or whatever it was going to be. So there there could be some leeway in there for some of these guys to, to negotiate too. So who knows? Or not but, even cutting it, just saying like we're going to pay you closer to the event or after the event rather yeah. than money up front. Exactly. Um, I'm know, sure. I'm sure they'd be pretty understanding. You know, everybody's totally, doing the same thing. Totally. Yeah. That's so. That's, my other thought too with that. Um, I know Paul early on kind of put his, and I'm sure there's a lot of disc golfers in the same world, put out his schedule of where he's going to play. Mm-hmm. I'm wondering if we're going to see people picking up, I, I'm sure we're going to see, I guess what I'm going to say, people picking up tournaments that they originally weren't going to play because a ton of the ones in between got cut. Oh yeah, sure. And I, I don't know that there's room, but I would say like, like Paul didn't sign up for SF Open, 
But at this point, if it's still rolling and he's available, I wouldn't be surprised if he jumped in. We we completely lost you there, Joe, on that one. I don't I don't know. Uh, I didn't hear the question at all. Samesies. Ah, uh, yeah. So just like we're doing, and I'll just uh, say, can you hear me at all right now? Yeah. Yes, we can. Okay. So I will say just caveat to all the listeners, like we're in kind of wild times. We're all in different places. Also, my wife is currently doing like a full family video chat out in the living room. So I'm sure my <laughs> bandwidth is being eaten up right now. So apologies for dropouts and like pause in between. It's just the world we're in right now. But what I was saying is, would you be surprised to see Paul play like the West Coast tournaments that he originally had planned not to play due to oh yeah things getting due to shut this. down? No, I, I wouldn't be surprised at all of that if he if he changed up his schedule entirely, right? Because he's resting the ankle now when he was planning to rest it at the end of the year. Um, so, yeah, I, I would not be surprised to see him pick up almost everything once the season comes back, right? right. Ho- hopefully, too, right? Definitely. I I would only hope, but we'll see. I mean, I I'm wondering how a lot of these pros are going to fare. <clears throat> going forward that we're touring and kind of relying on on you know making some amount of cash at each of these tournaments i mean oh, I know, man. there's a huge amount of these players that just they flat out expect to cash at a decent level at these major tournaments that they have planned their tour around yep and now half of it at 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 a minimum well not half but a lot of it at this point is flat out canceled and other parts are in huge jeopardy. So it's it'll be interesting to see how things come out of this and, and who is still able to tour and, and who had to flat out find work or, or what. I, I mean, know, man. it's yeah. not like there's a lot of jobs to be found right yeah, now either. Right. So. There might be some serious like thinning of the of the pro pro scene, you know, like if you, the guy's not on salary, you might have to do something else for a while. I don't know. It's, it's going to be interesting to see if yeah. everybody comes back out on tour. I imagine they won't. Yeah, I, I could see. Sure. I could certainly see that. I I don't know. It's hard, mm-hmm. but it's a. Uh, it's where we are at this point. With it's all it's all up in the air. So hopefully, things things work out well and disc golf can get back in its groove and that you know maybe this Brody hype continues and the kind of rising tide raises all ships and that these guys can continue to to capitalize on that, but. We'll see, man. This is this is crazy times. I don't think, I don't think there's anything comparable. So yeah, definitely not. <clears throat> right. Certainly don't have it in disc golf. Well, um, I don't know, Joe. Do you have any any kind of uh, closing questions here? No, no closing questions. Just I'll give a, a closing like. <clears throat> it's all crazy. We're going through just like we just talked about some some crazy times. Um, stay off your courses. Stay home. Let's get through this. The, the sooner we get through it, the faster we can get out. So the better we are at doing our part, the better chance we have to get out. I know I was early on very skeptical, but, uh, you know, I was wrong. It is what it is. Let's get through it so we can get back to having fun and being able to hug our friends and uh, play disc golf. Breach. Yeah. Ian, anything you want to uh, to pump or whatnot? You want to give us a quick rundown on your release schedule, if you know it? Yeah. Um, 
going forward? Yeah, so personally, uh, Safari will come out all this week. Uh, Corey and I wrapped up commentary, so I'm just pu- pushing out one video a day there. And then I'll start working on the, the Quarry Park uh, video. Um, after that, Iceland. Uh, Peter has got the, uh, like I said, the starter pack challenge is his priority. And after that, there's a Champs versus Chumps up in uh, Canada uh, with the James Conrad and Zoe Andike, I think. Yeah. So that should all be right. going as well. That's the first one I've missed, though. I couldn't make it that year. So I know. Yeah, it's crazy that. Yep. Yeah, but I think I'm going to go back this next year because I got plenty of vacation time now that uh, <laughs> I didn't have to go to a bunch <laughs> of tournaments. So I'm definitely going to hit up, go to PEI. I love that place. So you guys are coming too. It'll, it'll, be, it'll be awesome. Oh, yeah. I think so. I don't know why we wouldn't. Right? I know you got the vacation time now. <laughs> At this point, yeah. Shoot. We had other things planned earlier in this year, and they, they might be toast. But right. we're, uh, it's we're only hoping eight it. people. We can still do it, Robin. Tahoe's still on. <laughs> <laughs> Under the limit. You guys are ridiculous. Yeah. Eight, eight people flying from all over the country. Yeah, no big deal. Yeah. Sure. We're driving, though, Robin. It's fine. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We're, we'll, oh, we're, man. We'll wear bubble suits in the car. Well, Ian, we we really appreciate you got you taking the time to come on the show with us and and update everybody, and hopefully we get to uh, do another show in the future that is talking more about tournament coverage and things like that that are going on rather than the current uh, world state. So, uh, Ian of Central Coast Disc Golf, check him out on YouTube, Central Coast Disc Golf, and uh, check out his website too, and uh, buy some Central Coast Disc Golf discs. We're even on TikTok awesome. now, guys. Oh my goodness. <laughs> wow. <laughs> big time. Big time. <laughs> All right. Thanks for having me on, guys. Really, really appreciate it. It's, it's, it's always fun. We'll do it again sometime for sure. And then uh, this episode, as always, brought to you by otbdisc.com. Uh, check them out. They are incredible. Use promo code DGPODCAST to get free shipping on your next order. Uh, they're an incredible website. And surely, in these terrible times, you need more discs. So always get after it. Hundred. And uh patreon.com slash the disc golf podcast. Uh, become a patron, you'll get access to our pre-show recordings. And uh they are incredible. I'll say it. Yeah. <laughs> also, if uh you're bored and you've listened to all our episodes and you want uh say a hundred and eleven more episodes, that would be a pretty good reason to become a patron, because you'll immediately get access to all of those. So uh do that. And you'll help support Joe and I and keep the show rolling. We really appreciate it. Lastly, join our Slack group. Uh, hit our website to find it, throwstuffatstuff.com. There's a join Slack link right up on there. And uh, you can join the best disc golf community in all the world and talk disc golf all day long. I'm sure a lot of you have time for that right now. So You're not lying about check that Check it one. out, throwstuffatstuff.com. Join Slack. Uh, good stuff will happen. In the meantime, get out there this weekend and throw stuff inside your house while maintaining accurate social distance from everyone around you and be safe people i love you love you too this is a song for the aceless but those with aces listen closely you don't always have to hug it hard in fact sometimes that's not right to do Sometimes you got to lay it up And fucking outrun an ace or two Sometimes you got to ease If you wanna put the D's and the B's 
Sometimes you got to say, hey, I'm gonna throw it softly. I'm gonna hug it gently. I'm gonna flick it smoothly. I'm gonna toss it so sweetly. And then you say, hey, I hit some metal. And then you say, wait a minute, Robin. I think I'm starting to get it now Could you fill my throat for me? That's fucking teamwork What's your favorite disc? That's cool with me It's not a trespass But I guess it works for you What's your favorite beer? The only answer is an IPA So let's go to the bar And then I'm gonna flick it so sweetly then I'll fucking hug it softly And then I'll fucking throw it perfectly But then I'm gonna hug